0: This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program news analysis, now we bring you a discussion on relations between India and South Korea. The participants are Skand Ranjan Tayal, former diplomat, and Simran Sodhi, journalist.
1: We are discussing the visit of Prime Minister Narendra Modi to the Republic of Korea. The Prime Minister is currently on a 2-day visit to South Korea where the Prime Minister will be receiving the Seoul Peace Prize also. The Prime Minister is on a second visit to Korea in May 2015 the Prime Minister had visited Korea on a state visit. He will also be holding his second summit meeting with the South Korean president Moon. We have seen that India South Korea relationship has really progressed over time and it has been a great success in India's look East policy. Ambassador Tayal, when you see the Prime Minister's visit to Korea, and this is his second visit there, how significant is it that the Prime Minister is going there the second time and this is specifically because they are honouring the PM with the award and also how it strengthens the bilateral relationship?
0: India-Korea relations are very ancient, they go back to the mists of time. We have a very strong connection of Buddhism. Then there is also a legend that a princess from Ayodhya had gone to Korea in 40 AD and married a Korean prince and lot of people who have Kim surname, about 20% of Korea's population, they regard India as their motherland. And now in modern times, this We have shared history of colonialism and also very interestingly 15th August is the national day both of uh, Korea and India. Now in India's quest for uh, development Korea has emerged as a very strong partner whether it is uh, make in India or it is our strategic uh, requirements. And in that the friendship between India and Korea has been growing. Prime Minister Modi had been to Korea when he was Chief Minister of uh, Gujarat also then he went in May uh, 15. Last year President Moon Jae-in had come in July when uh, a very good uh, statement was issued vision for people's prosperity peace and our future and this visit will take this whole process forward and uh, the results would be not only for the present but also for the future.
1: Ambassador Thail, we also see that the Indian-Korean relationship is also very important when we see the context of the region as a whole. We have a China that is growing, it is quite aggressive in its growth and concerns have been raised in India, they have been raised globally. And South Korea is a developed nation today, it's a rich nation. How important do you think are these ties that India is growing with countries like South Korea? And it establishes India as a much stronger regional player, especially when it runs in pressure with countries like China for instance.
0: Both India and Republic of Korea are strong democracies. We are peace-loving countries and we want to concentrate on economic prosperity of our people. Both India and Korea want that the region should remain stable, it should remain peaceful. And both countries are watching the rise of China with great attention. And both India and Republic of Korea have good relations with China and we want to ensure that China remains peaceful as it rises. Both India and Republic of Korea are of the opinion that uh, United States must continue to have a robust presence in Indo-Pacific region, in East Asian region, so that uh, there is a kind of a balance to the rise of China. The Korean companies are very active in China and of late they have started to diversify their investments and in that direction India is one of the options which they are considering very carefully. Recently, a couple of years back, we had a major investment by Kia Motors. More than $1 billion has been invested and it is a matter of pride for us that within 18 months, the first car has rolled out of the Kia factory and that shows that the improvement in business in India and business climate in India is real, and for foreign investors, particularly Korean investors, India is a very good proposition.
1: Ambassador Thail, expanding on what you just told all of us, the Prime Minister in Seoul today addressed the India-Korea Business Symposium and the Prime Minister said that India is today on its way to becoming a 5 trillion US dollar economy. The Prime Minister also said that in the last four years, India has attracted the FDI to the tune of 250 billion US dollars and that India today is a much more open economy. So, when we see this outreach by the PM. To the Koreans business community how do you think is korea and the rest of the world looking at india because india's ranking in terms of doing business has also gone up india seems to be a much open easier place to do business with do you feel that the appeal that india has for today and as the pm has put out all these statistics it makes it even a more attractive destination for fdi from more korean companies
0: After the Indian economy started opening up and started liberalizing in the early 1990s, the Korean companies like Samsung, Hyundai, LG were the first movers and there was a massive more than 3 billion dollar investment in the 90s. But later there was some kind of a plateau and uh, major investments were not coming. So now the situation is again ripe for the second wave of very high Korean investment. And that is the proposal which Prime Minister Modi has put before the Korean investors. And not only the traditional manufacturing, but the focus is also now on the future technologies. India and Republic of Korea have a working group on future technologies, whether it is artificial intelligence, robotics, uh, big data. In all these, how Indian and Korean companies, entrepreneurs can work together. And for that purpose, a hub for uh, startups was inaugurated by the Prime Minister today in Seoul which will bring together the young minds, the entrepreneurs, the investors from India and Korea together for the startup ecosystem which is very important the way the business environment is changing not only in India and Korea but globally.
1: The Prime Minister, in his statement ahead of the visit, he referred to South Korea as a valued friend, as an important partner for the government's Make in India, Startup India, Clean India initiatives. And these have been the trademark initiatives that the government has launched in the last few years. We have also seen that the government and the Prime Minister have reached out to various other countries to help India to launch these products which are basically all rooted in India. Ambassador Tayal, how do you see Korean companies investing in India or walking hand in hand in India as India tries to make these initiatives a far more success than what we have today.
0: Korea has been a very reliable partner in our make in India quest. Hyundai Motors, they export almost 35% of their output and almost 90% of the total value is actually manufactured in India. Last July when President Moon Jae-in was here, Prime Minister Modi and President Moon Jae-in jointly inaugurated a new facility for Samsung Electronics where 110 million handsets, mobile sets will be assembled, manufactured every year. So that is the direction in which the two countries want to go. And uh, the proposal from India's side is that it can no longer be simply a buyer-seller relationship that Korean companies just export to India and uh, Indian consumers uh, use that. But at least 30-40% value addition must be in India so that both the Korean economy and Korean people benefit, as well as Indian economy and Indian uh, people benefit and in that, there is a very positive response by the Korean industry
1: Ambassador Kyle, we also saw the PM today in one of the statements he made in Seoul. He specifically said that terrorism and climate change are the two biggest challenges facing us today. And this statement assumes a lot of significance because this is the Prime Minister's first visit abroad since the horrific terrorist attacks of Pulwama. How do you see the statement that the PM has made in Seoul and also that India has reached out to nations across the globe to try and and make the world understand that how Pakistan has attacked India and how terrorism is actually, India is being targeted time and again. How significant is this statement that the Prime Minister has made in Seoul today?
0: Today one of the very important um, events uh, was the unveiling of Mahatma Gandhi's bust jointly by Prime Minister Narendra Modi and uh, the President of uh, South Korea. And uh, in that context, Prime Minister Modi rightly said that Mahatma Gandhi's whole life was devoted to non-violence and also in some ways to for uh, protection of nature. And in the context of this recent attack, horrific attack emanating from uh, Pakistan in Pulwama on our CRPF uh, jawans, it is very clear that tomorrow when the official bilateral talks take place between the two delegations, between our Prime Minister and the South Korean President, it will be an important uh, issue and we can expect some important statement coming out of the meeting tomorrow. But the whole context is that terrorism is a global phenomenon and whichever country harbors terrorists, protects terrorists, gives them sanctuary, allows them finance, they should all be under pressure and there should be more opprobrium on them both bilaterally and through the United Nations. So, there will certainly be talks
1: in that uh, direction. Pastor another highlight that we saw of the PM's visit to South Korea today was his interaction or his greeting by the diaspora. And if we see the pictures that are coming out of Seoul, we see this Indian community which has been waiting outside the hotel lobby and people lined up waiting to meet the Prime Minister, shake hands with him. And this is something we have seen that is unique to the Prime Minister's style of diplomacy when he travels abroad.
0: Very correct. There are about 11,000 people of Indian origin in South Korea. And as Prime Minister once said, all of them are India's ambassadors. They do very good work, they bring very good name to India, the way they work, with the dedication and with uh, a lot of care and uh, attention. Now, why Prime Minister Modi is able to connect fully with Indian diaspora is because Prime Minister Modi personifies a very optimistic India, a very aspirational India, a very future-looking, confident India.
1: Ambassador Thail, when we speak of the diaspora and this unique bond that we see with the Prime Minister and the diaspora when he travels globally do you feel that this has somewhere done two things one it has helped India's image grow abroad two do you feel that the internal changes that have happened here today and this is some of the things that the PM said at the India Korea business symposium that India is a more open economy today so the fact that India is more open more foreign investors can come in the fact that the image is better is the reason why the diaspora also feels happy and feels a greater connection to India. Would you say that both those factors are somewhere globally, and we saw that reflected in Seoul today, is playing into the foreign policy?
0: Certainly, a country's image is projected and is made by several factors. Of course it is the diligence and work of the Indian diaspora which is abroad but the country itself since India is growing by about 7% per year, all indications are that it will continue to grow not only by 7% but 8%, 9% uh, annually. So other countries also see opportunities for them. They see India as a big market. They see India as a destination for investment. They also see India as a source of investment. We have about 2 billion dollar investment by Indian companies in Republic of Korea. The success of Indian diaspora helps in India's success and India's success helps in the success of Indian diaspora abroad.
1: Ambassador Thail, we also saw the Prime Minister today refer to the fact that the First Lady of South Korea, she was a special representative at the Utsa festival held in Ayodhya last November. And this points to a special gesture by the South Korean President towards India. How do you see the relationship between the Indian Prime Minister and the South Korean President developing? And how emblematic is this of India's Look East policy where India has over the last few years made a conscious effort that you have the South Asian neighbourhood, which has always been a priority. But the idea is to extend that relationship further.
0: India's LUCI's uh, policy, now active policy, meshes fully with the new Southern policy of President Moon Jae-in. And last year in the joint statement in July 2018, it was said that Republic of Korea is indispensable for India's active policy. And from the Korean side, it was said that the relations with India are the central pillar of Korea's New Southern policy. So to that extent both the countries are focused on each other, they want to make the relations even stronger. And in that context, the visit of the First Lady of Korea, Kim Jong Suk, last November at the time of Diwali, to come to Ayodhya and have a project for uh, a very big memorial for the Princes of Ayodhya, who is believed to have gone from Ayodhya 2000 years back almost and became queen in um, Korea. For that, for the first lady of the Republic of Korea to come and for the president of Moon Jae-in to send his wife is a very special gesture which we value and which we recognize.
1: We bring the discussion to an end. Thank you.
0: Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on relations between India and South Korea. The participants were Skandranjan Tayal, former diplomat, and Simran Sodhi, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on the website newsonair.nic.in. You may email opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.